Good morning. This is Word Made Flesh, the radio ministry of Neighbors of Hope. We'll share struggles and triumphs and how through the Word, everyone can experience the loving and healing reality of Christ's compassion. Now here's the Neighbors of Hope Executive Director, Pastor Stephen Palmer, with this week's Word. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Word Made Flesh. How are we doing? Good. 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 All right. Yeah, you're you're feeling it today, aren't you? (laughs) That's good. That's good. Um, For our listening audience, uh, if you've listened to this... uh, this uh, Word Made Flesh ministry of uh, Neighbors of Hope uh, over the years. Um, you might be familiar that uh, usually part of our yearly curriculum, we include a, a study of Brennan Manning's uh, book titled The Ragamuffin Gospel. Right? Uh, just to give you a little background uh, in that book, uh, it's primarily about Brennan emphasizing God's grace for us. Uh, specifically for those of us that Brennan may identify as ragamuffins. Right? The, those of us whose cheese is falling off its cracker, we don't feel like we're good enough, we've done a lot of bad things, you know, our sense of self-worth, yada, yada, yada. Right? Um, and then to say that, no, despite all that, God is still madly head over heels in love with you. Right? That's the grace point. Well, that's kind of what the book in general is about. So we're gonna we're gonna take uh, today's episode of Word May Flesh and reflect a little bit about that. Uh, we've gotten into uh, chapter three, uh, and in chapter three, uh, which is a chapter titled "The Ragamuffin Gospel," um, Brennan starts that out, uh, letting us know that Jesus seems to be hanging with all the outcasts, right? The blind, the lame, the leper, the adulterous woman, the prostitute. Um, the tax collector, yada, the beggar, right? It goes on and on. These are the people he stands with. Um, and it gives us this impression that God has a certain preferential option. It's not that Jesus only loves these people, these poor in spirit people. That would just be another form of prejudice. <laughs> okay? No, but these people are feeling left out, overlooked, pushed to the margins, unwelcome. And he says, well, I want to let you know you're welcome to the table, too. Right? My Father loves you, too. Okay. All right. With that being said, then, when we get to this chapter, uh, a way of recognizing that Brennan does a really good job of uh, looking at Matthew chapter 18 about letting the children. You know, if, you, if you want to be great, you've got to be like kids. Right? So if we could have someone read Matthew 18, 1 through 5, we'll see where this leads us. The greatest in the kingdom of heaven. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. All right. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, why don't we just jump right in this and uh, what jumps out of the scripture as well as maybe some of you reading with Brennan uh, that you'd like to uh, share with our listening audience. I see, a, I see a kind of parallel. You struck something that 
made an interesting metaphor in my heart with my children. When you talk about the preferential option, God's preferential option for the poor, and the fact that he doesn't love them more, just or doesn't love the marginalized more, it reminds me of my children, and as they grow, my oldest, I need to naturally spend, I need to watch her less. I still love her the same. Matter of fact, I trust her more than the other kids. She's got more experience. I don't need to be right with her as much all the time. And it's just that metaphor is the same. I don't know. I mean, I know it's not a... God is a parent the same way as I'm a parent to my children. And just that dynamic of how he cares about us and how he... The attention is the same way Paul talks about in his writings about the, the, the more modest parts of the body that you pay special attention to those parts. Right. I, I just see a lot of that metaphor here with, yes, God does, he loves all of us equally, but his, his care for that day, or that time, might be with the immigrant or with you know, the oppressed, you know, whoever that happens to be. And we as the body need to, need to not be the older brother and be salty about that, but we need to love and be part of that. Yeah, and I, and I love the way Jesus, you know, ends that little brick of being really seen himself, oh, look, I'm a child of my father. Uh, and so these children, right, we, we kind of need to be fathers to them, which is another way of saying we, we practice the compassion of God uh, to them, much like you would do, you know, your daughter and your children, your own children there, Eric. Mm-hmm. What about you? What jumps out of you? You know, I... Since we've been doing the study about the ragamuffin gospel, you know, it's really open just a bunch of things, you know. Um, you know, I you know, I, I I wrestle with that concept of being a child because I'm fifty-six years old. You know? I wrestled with that concept, but you know what, I am a child in Christ, you know, and I go to him daily the day because I hurt and struggle and I and I and fighting issues. Um, and I'm learning more to love him and to trust him. You know that hey, you will handle it. Here you go. You know what I mean? And I know Tim touched on a point of faith. You know, and and well if you don't mind me, go ahead. interrupting there, but I think it's worth intersecting the conversation. Because when we talk about faith, it's just not believing that God loves me. It's trusting yeah. that that God's that God loves me. That's that's the grace point, right? That's that's the revelation of God's mercy, right? It's it's I trust that so much, and that's kind of what Jesus is saying. Look at I know I as 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 God's son, I I trust my Father's love for me. You have to do the same thing like children, and children tend to be kind of somewhat trustworthy. Right? Uh, almost to a, a, I don't know, a, a point of uh, irritation, <laughs> right? They, I don't, I, you know, children aren't always uh, uh, running around with the uh, the fear that they may not receive. Right? When, 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 so Brennan in the book does a good job speaking about little John. Right, uh, and cookies. Little John, little three-year-old John wants the cookie, and God kind of offers us a, a 
God's grace like a cookie? Can we be like children and just take the cookie? Or do we think, well, okay, I, I've got to, I got to, you know, I got to use appropriate manners. I got to go do this thing. I, I've got to repent. I've got to do, right? All these things in order to deserve the cookie. You know, you touch a good point on that because that, that when you were reading that end thing, is it says, uh, all he has to do, do is happily accept the cookie, the gift of the kingdom. You know, and like I was talking earlier about, about me sitting down with God, me, me just, you know, and you know, I'm, like I said, it might not be physical tears, but it's, it's, it's inner tears, man, that, that I'm trying to work out, I'm trying to get this stuff out of me. And it's the pain, it's the, it's the struggles, it's the, you know, it's just, and I'm so grateful to, to be in this brotherhood to, to love me, love me, show me the love that I never had. And it is, it, it, I think we all have to be honest. Uh, our sense of ego gets in the way where we think I, I'm just I'm not worthy of the cookie I'm not I'm not worthy of God's grace and I say and I, and I try to teach on one hand we're absolutely right you know if we're just saying I'm not worthy based upon what I've done and my actions I am worthy because of who I am meaning I'm a beloved son of God I'm God's child and God, like Jesus says, look at, uh, my Father loves me, my Father loves you. All right? Um, so I'm a, I'm a son of God, therefore that, right, makes me worthy of God's love. God loves me because I am God's child. Now, I mean, we sitting around here, we have children of our own. Um, they didn't always do the right thing, but I don't recall ever stop loving them. And that's one of the lines I love from Brennan Manning. He says, look at it. God loves you as you are. Not as you should be. Right? And the not as you should be is about our, our actions. God loves you as you are is ontological. That's about your being. What are you truly at the deepest, deepest level? You are a creature of God. God's creator, your creature. You're God's child. God loves you. Can you receive that kit, that, that, that cookie? It's free. That's what he means by grace. It's an expression of God's love. It's just, it's a free cookie. You want to take it? <laughs> it's not about what you can do to deserve it. But I'm, God's offering you the cookie simply because you're God's child. And as God's child, God knows you love cookies. <laughs> right? That's, I don't know, I'm just gonna play along with that more. You were gonna say something? Yeah, like, I don't know, I, I think it's been crazy my journey with, with being introduced to, to Christ. It's also been the journey of me at the same time and then the concept of where I've really started focusing on it, you know, um, has been also the same journey as me becoming a parent. Mm. And really looking at, like, I mean, we can go on the shelves of the bookstore or online on Amazon. It's, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, how to be a parent or how to raise a child. And those, those books have some 
really good information, but not once did I think about going to the Bible ah, to yeah. learn how to be a parent yeah. and how to really raise it. And really start thinking about it. I, I think my best parenting is when I started just watching my child, watching him be a child and see what he's doing and having to reflect going back to that all the time. Like, because I have these expectations on my child, he's four years old and I have all <laughs> these expectations that this, that I'm trying to put on him today for how I want him to be 10, you know, 15 years from now. Like that, that makes no sense when they're just, but the thing is, is they're okay with it in the sense that they, they continue their life. No matter your expectations, they live who they are. In the moment. In the moment, yeah. They, they, they live that. They, they, like you said, they, they go into, like you were just talking about, how your grandson just, he knows where to go for the candy. And he does it every time, even though he, it's dinner time. And it's like, they have, they just live for, they're like, I know what I want today. They, 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 they understand what their needs are, and they, they, they will go get them. And they will there's, find them. Yeah, there's no pretense to them whatsoever. Yeah. For our listening audience, before we went on the air, I was sharing a story about my grandson. Uh, he occasionally comes over to my house, uh, my wife Stacy and I, and uh, uh, for supper. And, and he'll come in the door, and he, he just, you know, supper's getting ready. And, and, and the tendency is, well, we're going to have supper. Right? All that. So food is coming, but I want the gummy bears. <laughs> and he knows where we keep the gummy bears, in what cupboard, which is within his height reach. And he'll bolt right straight to the kitchen to get the gummy bears. He's, there's no pretense. He's not trying to fake it or anything else. He just knows he wants the gummy bears. And as parents, you know, well, you know, grandparents, well, we got to wait for supper and all these things. But the beauty, I, to me, is the perfect analogy of what Jesus is talking about here. Kids just know. Children seem to know they want the cookie. As ragamuffins, we need to know we want God's love. We trust that God loves us, so we freely receive it as children receive cookies or gummy bears. And I think too, like, if you look at when we get upset with our children, grandchildren, like in the sense like, because we're worried, right? Like we get upset with them because we're, we're scared that something's gonna to happen to them. And we have to get on them. We have to, you know, I guess in a sense punish them or discipline them due to their actions. But a lot of times at the end of the night, they come back to you and love on you. Oh, yeah. And they care for you, so they forgive you. For, for not giving them what they want. And that's, yeah, it's, unconditionally, they continue to unconditionally love you no matter what you do because they understand that they need that love. They, they trust that you love them and they'll always come back for it. And I think that's what he's talking about. We have to continue to trust that he loves us and he's there with us as we go through it. He's not going to do things for us. He's not going to miraculously cure all these problems and all this pain in our life, but he's there with us as we work through it. Yep, yep, I can't really accentuate that anymore. That's well stated. All right, any, uh, any other closing thoughts? Well, thank you, John. I appreciate uh, all of your insights and sharing uh, on this week's edition of Made Flesh. So until we meet again, may God's grace, peace, love, and joy be with you all. Thank you for listening to Word Made Flesh. Neighbors of Hope brings people hope through a comprehensive suite of Christ-centered programs that include the Men's Ministry, Blessings and More Resale Store, our Third Day Farm Project, Fishes and Loaves Food Pantry, and of course our radio ministry, Word Made Flesh. 
We're also in the process of establishing a women's and children's transitional housing program. Find out how you can become a neighbor of hope at neighborsofhope.com. And please join us again next Sunday morning for Word Made Flesh.